0: who are you friend and where do you come from i'm called seth this is Tao. we are pilgrims on our way to worship at the temple of Ar. i i've never seen a pilgrim who could use a staff the way you did uh, but sir all pilgrims share deep love of life especially their own
1: I was <laughs> oh, like can't dig out accident <laughs> in the middle of the room and that's how they did) <laughs> and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Films. So, yeah. <laughs> do you have to make
0: context out of that no, so you don't get in trouble? No, no, no. <laughs> we were talking about how sneezing. i play the whole thing during the thing time out. of COVID. <laughs> it's like pulling your dick out. <laughs> uh, uh, funny stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, you do get some stairs. You do. And the-, the worst is the people that pull their mask down to sneeze. Have you seen that? They don't want to oh, sneeze yeah. in the mask. I was I- like, "What the hell are you doing, man?" <laughs>
0: That's what they made that for.
1: Yeah. That is that's the perfect thing. <laughs> I
0: have allergies and the weird thing is the last two years during the pandemic mm-hmm. my allergies have gone away.
1: Oh really? Well that's because I've you have the mask on, on yeah. There's a lot of that too. It's crazy. So uh how you been? What you been up to? Working a lot of work. And playing golf. Working and playing golf? Probably more
0: golf. More golf? Than work. <laughs> how I'm, many days a week? I I
1: practice every day. At your house? For over an hour, two hours a day. Good exercise anyways.
0: I use it as my relaxation, my exercise. It's way more than just golf. I I
1: watch movies. I watch probably two a day. If there's nothing going on, I'll watch two a day. And I've been going through like random ones lately. So
0: Yeah, so I play on the course like three times a week if I'm lucky. I have a membership at a really cool place that isn't very crowded. Yeah, that's the key, I would think. Golf is so goddamn expensive, though, man. Yeah. I just bought a new driver and i waited a whole season and then i bought it as a demo
1: and it was still almost 500 bucks i bought something like, if i was to buy something like that those things would last me a lifetime though <laughs> i would be you like this is the last no time. but
0: here's the here's how they get you no. you want to be a better golfer the club next year is going to help you be a better golfer and then I mean, the club next year after that is going to be better
1: i say that but then i've got like my hobby is watching movies and i have a 4k DVD player and I have a 4K TV and now I have already since I got the 4K player I've already bought 13 4Ks and I'm sitting I I have to tell myself you have 2800 DVDs you're not going to rebuy all these don't waste (laughs) the money unless it's absolutely necessary like I took a picture and sent to Justin I just got Terminator 2 on 4K and I was like now this is a uh, Blu-ray deservedly of 4K here's a question if the um if the house catches fire, yeah. Just grab the boxes uh, after
0: you grab after you grab kittens and everything. If you only could save three things, what would it be? Well, T- three of those boxes. Three
1: of those boxes. You I guess
0: you wouldn't throw a, a snow walker or something <laughs> on your shoulder.
1: <laughs> well, no, there is a lot of valuables because
0: uh, the movies can be replaced my, for fairly. My
1: comic collection is uh, just my my. I'd uh, grab. I have something called the investment box, yeah. which is got. Stuff goes in and doesn't come out? Yeah. That's basically what it is. And that box would be good to grab. My my Big Trouble China signed poster. But Put, any, a, anything put a sticker on, on book, that box. Anything, and, anything on the bookcase, you just take a pillowcase. In case you, a you
0: made a s- sudden demise, I can come <laughs> over and say, Paul would have wanted me to have this box right here with <laughs> yeah, yeah, a sticker yeah. on it.
1: Uh, no, these are all. Uh, oh, that box is in there. <laughs> but those, uh, yeah, my my Blu-ray collection. I can I can always get them if I was ever to lose the Blu-ray collection because for me, half the fun is collecting and going well, on. Well, some of on them are eBay. hard to find. Super hard to find. Like you when found, I was in San Francisco, the, I found some keys. What's the key one ones. you found
0: recently that you didn't think you were ever going to find?
1: Well, the Watcher in the yeah. in the wild, like an original copy, not a uh, like a mod DVD, is is very hard to find. I found it in San Francisco for like ten bucks, but what's changed my life is finding this girl online that does the mod DVD movies and she'll do any of them I, I screwed up the other, I put in another order uh, with them every time I get one is I put another get in one in for this? <laughs> no I think the it's like a uh, a workaround that people are doing with huh. stuff I'm not sure how the, how it works <laughs> but uh, it's I mean she's got an, uh, she's got a website for it and everything and uh, it's pretty professional done I'm sure if it was uh, illegal she'd shut it down I'd a lot of these movies are not available. Like they're doing TV movies from like I watched the movie the Guardian, and this is an interesting oh, yeah. story here. Before we get into our our Beastmaster pod here, I'll, I'll make it short. But there was, and I was telling the story to Christina the other day. There was a moment when we were on Park Street watching movies, and I was watching the movie The Guardian from nineteen eighty four. It was a TV movie. Uh, with I was watching it with Dad, and it was a TV was it movie. movie. No, it was. Uh, it was like, uh, well, it was Martin Sheen and it was Lou Gossick Jr. Martin Sheen lived in a uh, an apartment building that kept getting broken in like uh, Death Wish 3 style. People were breaking in. They were raping people. People were breaking in, stealing pe- things. Junkies were all over the place. So they, uh, this was a very Martin Sheen's movie. boss says, I have a security guard that I want to hook you up with. And he calls Lou Gossick Jr. And Lou Gossack, Jr. kind of goes in there okay. and he straightens the place up. And he's like going above and beyond it and everything. And there's a... There's a big scene at the end where the gang, Martin Sheen gets to the wrong side of town and a gang surrounds him and tells him, uh, get it up. And he's like, what are you talking? He's like, I want you to get it up right now. And I remember dad sending me out of the room when I was little. And says, get out of the room. And I was like, why? What, is, what does get it up mean? Not realizing that he, he, he wanted him to get hard uh, in, in the movie uh, so they could, uh, <clears throat> I don't rape him or do something to him. <laughs> and it's a TV movie. They weren't going to do anything. And Lou Gossett Jr. showed up and broke the whole thing up. It was the last 10 minutes of the movie, but Dad sent me out of the room. And I remember being like, what the hell was the big thing? I said, someday I'm going to watch that movie. And two days ago was that day. <laughs> Only it's took 30, the, uh, 35 oh, yeah, years. Yeah, so you finally learned the end. I, and it was uh, it was a good movie, but it was like one of those modern movies that was like it it was on tv that movie should never even have been available and i'm like every movie she's never told me she can't find a movie every single one i sent her a list and she i I give her a list now and of ones that aren't on she has like a database of maybe a hundred thousand and they're all obscure they're all like i've never heard of this 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 you go through pages before you recognize one but if it's an obscure movie and i like i just got who's mining the store with jerry lewis from her but three movies that I just <clears throat> uh contacted her and one of them she couldn't find and I was like, Oh, I finally found one. And then I realized, oh, I fucked the date up. Ricky Tiki No, it was Teachers with Nick Nolte oh, yeah, and yeah. uh the guy from Taxi and everything. And I told her oh four and meant eighty four and I was like, ah, oh, I knew she she would have had it. That was my fuck up. But I asked her to find that nuts with Barbara Streisand uh, and what's his name from Jaws. Richard Dreyfuss was her lawyer, which was really good. And Antichrist, the Lars Von Tier movie, which is really hard to find. And she's got. Did all you didn't them. have that? No, I don't have it. I. How were uh, you watching it all those so? times? Um, I think it was available on like Tubi or something like that. But now that it's not available anymore, it's like a thirty dollars DVD, and I'm not willing to drop thirty. I'll drop ten on it. So, yeah so it's a pretty cool thing (laughs) you know what's hard to find well Beastmaster it is kind of hard to find and it's hard to find a good copy they have like a Blu-ray out that I really need to invest in because the DVD copy really does not hold up but didn't matter when we were younger Beastmaster if you're here listening to this you obviously are interested in Beastmaster or you're a Beastmaster fan uh I love Beastmaster. We grew up with it on HBO. That was a PG movie that would have been absolutely PG 13. Or R, perhaps. Or close to R. There was some disturbing stuff in that movie. Yeah. Especially for when people the... we were uh, of the age we were. When th- was this released? 82. So we were probably seeing it in 83, which means We've I was. We got
0: cable whenever that Michael Jackson video came out.
1: Yeah. and uh, Whatever yeah, that was. Yeah, we still need to go. When would you Google that? I did last time. Uh, and I what told was the you. date?
0: It was like 83 or something.
1: Okay, yeah, 83 makes sense too because I was like seven about to be eight years old. So seeing that, I mean, that's really young to be able to to watch Beastmaster. uh, And there was enough scenes that were like, oh, this is fun, this is for a kid. And then it immediately turned when the bird people showed up or or Rip Torn (laughs) was just being a crazy motherfucker. And then there was nudity. And there There was was nudity in it too. Two
0: shots, I think.
1: Uh, no, just the one, just the one with uh, where she's in the water. Tammy, uh, Tanya. Tanya, Tanya Roberts. Roberts, yeah. this role got her uh, oh, James Bond. James right. Bond, yeah, View to a Kill, which was also a huge movie for us. Yeah. as a kid, what? <clears throat> so Dungeons and Dragons was it was pretty really big, big and they then. they never did a great movie for it. Sword and the Sorcerer, Dragon Slayer was all right, but. They didn't do one justice. They still haven't. I mean, they, they probably they, still haven't. But they, what they I liked about this
0: is they touched on a little bit
1: of everything in that universe. No, to be honest with you, it's the, it's the best Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. It's not Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Because it has some really cool elements. And I don't know if you want to set the movie up before we start. Well, I want to go that.
1: in the cast and crew first okay. and everything. So, Mark Singer, really the only other thing that I knew Mark Singer from was V. He was a, yeah. he was the main character in V. He was huge in V. That was
0: really I it. bet it wouldn't surprise you he's probably done a ton of movies. He just Never yeah, got the popularity. He, well, yeah,
1: he just has done or low budget, dead. low budget. He could be dead. I don't think Mark Singer's dead. I think he's still with us. But Tanya Roberts, weird enough, is is dead, and we had seen her in a ton of movies. She died recently, right? In yeah. The last four, five yeah. yeah. And it was weird. Remember, it was that, oh, she's not dead. No, she's dead. No, maybe she's not dead. No, Ooh, she's dead. That's, it was one of those weird situations that way. was like, we. it took us like three days Why before you we realized it. it, it. Before you make it's it. like the Bob Saget thing. I was like, oh, wait, he didn't have a heart attack? He hit his head? How the hell did he hit his head that hard? And now the family is afraid that they're going to have pictures of the autopsy out. Like, you know, yeah, I they, saw them. So. I was like, why would that even be an issue? You'd think that would happen. But maybe he got, got Bob Green. Yeah, I mean, I it's basically what it was. But I don't know if it was. I he, Chances he, are. He fell backwards. He, he probably or, fell in the shower. Shower is probably the the. It probably is the most likely scenario because you're all by yourself you got up you're like oh, kind of embarrassing I just rung my bell I'm not even going to mention yeah. it but when you're that age yeah you got to mention that shit but yeah Tanya Roberts huge fan we loved her in that 70s show where she was great in View to a Kill she's one of my favorite Bond girls yeah um, Rip Torn loved Rip Torn
0: what a name I know
1: well, obviously not his real name, but it could be his real name. No, I don't think it was. I think I looked it up one time, and it was something else, and Philip. I'm not sure why. Why he uh, maybe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I loved Riptorn. One of my favorite things, other than this, he had the weirdest prosthetic nose in this movie. Very vulture. If you had to picture a real life vulture man, mm-hmm. you would think Riptorn and Beastmaster. They gave him a real hook of a nose. I loved him. One of my favorite things with him, I, I loved him in Larry Sanders, but I loved him in uh, Defending Your Life. My God, oh, yeah. he was great in Defending Your Life. Yeah, he was great. He was just so funny when in, he was on laughed a TV at everything. Show for a La- Larry while. Sanders. Oh, the Larry Sanders no, show. It was a different show. Hmm. Larry Sanders was on there for like 10 seasons with uh, Jeffrey Tambor and Gary Shandling. I'm not sure uh, what other show he was on torn what else did he do later in his life i didn't go through a deep dive on a lot of these actors because these are most of these are actors we know john amos played seth in this and i love john amos man to be able to he, he hadn't done enough movies so when you randomly see the dad from good times yeah, i was gonna say you're all excited because coming to america we got to see him in and i loved him in die hard too uh he i love this random rule and uncut gems can kind can I shit in your house? No, you ain't gonna shit in my apartment. He shuts the door on him. <laughs> Such a weird random scene in uncut gems. We can we can shit in John Amos's apartment, no problem. <laughs> uh, and then there was a whole bunch of kind of I would say almost nobodies. I mean Don uh uh Coscarelli is the director here, and he's notorious for using really kind of unknown actors he's and cheap. then repeat actors. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, just cheap. I mean, he's a, he's a low budget director. Don You have uh, to find the best person in your price range. I'll, I'll mention a whole bunch of Don Coscarelli movies, but they're all low budget movies, man. He's been like very George Romero style. He's been kind of skirting on the outskirts forever and ever. This couldn't have been never a, a got really got a, low budget movie cuz they it had was a somewhat, pretty good they, production They value. offered him um Conan Destroyer, he turned it down. He said really? the script to was do bad. This? No, I mean, after this, because he was getting typecast. they were like, "Well, this guy could definitely do a Conan movie." Yeah, and he should have done it. He should have done it. Uh, he I bet he not it. probably. Uh, so, some other actors in it, just to name: Joshua Mildred, played Tal, which is the little the kid, his uh, his actual like brother, I guess, is what you would consider him, or. Not really. It's it's Tanya Roberts' brother in the movie. Uh, Rod Loomis played Zed, which was the king that kind of got paralyzed at the beginning. You know who else he played? He played Freud in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's really crazy. Ben Hammer played Dart's father, uh, who kind of taught him to use that boomerang kind of weapon. I loved him in this, and he's played a bunch of different characters we've seen. Uh, Most notably, uh, he played the judge in that Sleepers movie, which was really good uh billy jane played young dar and the one major movie i remember him is is uh, just one of the guys he played the creepy brother that had like playboy pictures oh, yeah, 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 plastered yeah, yeah, all yeah, over yeah. his room and had to teach his sister how yeah. to act like a guy i love that movie man and then the three witches janet uh DeMay, christine kellogg and janet jones if you look them up all supermodels complete really? supermodels playing all they three of the certainly witches made them... their faces looked ugly as hell but do you remember the one at the beginning once he, once she put the baby in the uh in the calf yeah and they showed her from like they did like a, a dolly up from the feet up and she looked gorgeous until they got to the face and you were like whoa <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like very ugly and you realize why one of them was the janet jones ones she was gorgeous in uh, police academy five She's the one that That might be one past my that was the Miami Beach one. That was the one where Matt McCoy played the the Gutenberg character and he was obsessed with a like really hot chick. uh, That was another cop. I can't remember her name in the movie, but she was Janet Jones and she was great in it. Uh, (laughs) So for the crew, like I mentioned, Don Cascarelli and John Cascarelli really is famous for basically other than Beastmaster. Three movies, one of them being a franchise. The franchise movie is the Phantasm movies. He did all four oh, of the Phantasm that movies. That was pretty popular. Yeah, very popular, yeah, but very underground. Yeah. I mean, getting like Angus Grim and getting. Uh, the bald guy who played the ice cream man was awesome in Reggie Bannister he I think he had Reggie Bannister in almost all his movies except for Beastmaster it doesn't really work out for him uh Bubba Hotep he was famous for doing and then John Dies at the End which can, could could completely be an obsessed with the obscure episode because uh John Dies at the End was an amazing movie do you remember that I don't uh where I don't know, even know if I saw it. There was this black sauce that you would have to t- ingest, and once you did it, it, it took you to like another dimension cool. where you fought this. different things. Paul Giamatti was in it, and uh, it, it was really kind of creepy. <laughs> I do
0: remember the black sauce.
1: Uh, some of the other crew members on this were pretty good. The cinematographer was John Alcott, and John Alcott's famous for A Clockwork Orange, oh, Barry Jesus. Lyndon, The Shining. Jesus. So basically, he was... He was a he, heavyweight person. Though. He was what's-his-name's... Uh, what's, uh, Damn, I can't think of his Cal No, the director uh, of those movies. Clockwork Orange, Barry Lyndon, and The Shining. Oh. Uh, damn, I just got a brain fart. Yep. Well, he was his cinematographer for his first three big movies. Then he went on to... It looked like he went into a little bit more of the uh, the genre stuff, so he did Terror Train after that. Vice Squad, which I watched two days ago, where uh, what's-his-name went crazy with the coat hanger on prostitutes, Ramrod. <laughs> And uh, he did Greystoke Legend of Tarzan, Whitewater Summer, and No Way Out. So he had done a whole shitload of good stuff. The editor was Roy Watts, who was the editor on the Golden Voyage of Sinbad, which made sense that that's who they got to do Beastmaster because it was a very genre. Also, Vice Squad, which is interesting. And they still call me Bruce. Not they call me Bruce. He didn't the sequel. do the first one? <laughs> he didn't do the first one. Uh, the composer had a lot of big 80s flicks. Uh, the composer was Lee Hodridge, who did the score for Mr. Mom, Splash, Transylvania 65000, Walk Like a Man, and Big Business. Some really indie flicks there, but some of the my favorites for sure. All right, some of the details before we go into kind of the main crust of this film. is was it released August 20th, 1982, so it was summer movie in 82. Uh, rated PG, which yeah, it's crazy that it was rated PG. No well, way in they the had world. no other designation. Yeah, that was that it. Point, it was right? either PG or an R, and it and wasn't gonna... bad enough to get an R. It sure. had,
0: I wouldn't have taken a kid under no thirteen. It wasn't for
1: kids, it. but it yeah, it wouldn't uh... like it would have
0: been a solid PG thirteen. Yeah,
1: even now it's it's got a creepy kind of like old kind of movie. Creepiness to it. I watched a movie that I had never seen the other day. I just bought it because it was on the list of movies not available on DVD that everyone is obsessed with. And it's called Blue Sunshine. It's from 1977 and it's about a group of people that took acid back in the 60s. And now, 10 years later, it makes your hair fall. Anyone who took it, uh, it was so bad that it makes your hair turn out and turn into a like wild, psychotic, like uh, bath salt eaten zombie. Uh, and it was crazy creepy, man. It was 1977. I was like, it's just some of those movies have that feel and the look to it that just kind of make your skin crawl. And there was a lot of Beastmaster that was like that. And man. it was
0: with some of the prosthetic stuff that they were doing mm-hmm. with the bat creatures and with the cow getting pregnant. Oh, yeah. They yeah, had yeah. The bladders moving in the cow. Stuff you hadn't seen th- before. And it was just unsettling. But the stu- even everything surrounding it, like, I. We, used to bother me is those priests that would hang
1: themselves on oh, command. Yeah. yeah. And kill themselves. Yeah. Which is also a very Conan, uh, uh, barbarian like thing Like on command. Like, yeah.
0: Show them how much power I have by yep. hanging yourself. And they didn't even think twice about it. And that it's was crazy. always creepy
1: to me. Uh, so, getting back into the details, the filming locations, all California. Simi Valley, uh, Lake Pyramid, Valley of the Fire State Park. So, they did it all over California. I think that's a Coscarelli thing. I think he always does California. Now, the budget was $8 million, which is pretty fucking big 89? in 82. I mean, it's, it's not like, I'm assuming Indiana Jones was probably 30 or 40, which was the high, high end at that point. Was that 82? Yeah, 80. Well, 82 was, uh, what else came out in 82? First Blood came out in 82. Uh, E.T. came out in 82, so check the, like, budget of E.T., and that will give us, like, a big budget, what a big budget movie went for, because, yeah, E.T. was 82. That was the big movie of the year, basically. Uh, So if the the budget was 8, the worldwide gross was 14. So, I mean, they made some serious money on it. E.T. was 10.5. 10.5 million? Holy shit. Then they definitely gave Coscarelli more money than he'd ever been handed. What was the gross on E.T.? No, that's oh, an interesting Jesus, thing. It's got to be insane. <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, some trivia here that I thought was interesting as shit, and there's a good amount of it on here that I found online. <laughs> here we
0: go. $10.5 Yeah, is what it made, yeah. is what it's, they spent on it. E.T. $792.9 oh <laughs> God.
1: That is insane. That is insane. That's got to be... It's, it's, what's crazy about that is there's still people breaking those records for that type of stuff. But I'm wondering... Compared to because people were like, "Oh, Spider-Man, No Way Home is going to break all the records and everything." Yeah, but it costs three hundred or four hundred million to make. I was like, when yeah. you look at E. T., that cost ten and made seven hundred and that's ninety-two. Insane. That's so eight hundred
0: thousand. Yeah, that's why dollars. he could eight hundred million. It. That's why
1: Spielberg could write his own ticket. Whatever movie you want to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> because
0: that's not like ten times their making ten times their budget would have been making
1: a hundred million. Yeah. They made eighty times their budget. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's crazy. That's craziness. All right, some of the trivia. So during the bear scene so how much does this make? No. Uh, Fourteen curious. million. Off off eight. Of eight. I, mean, I mean it made, money it, so made so money. it didn't lose money. Yeah. That's why that's they offered why that's why money. they offered him uh yeah. He I don't think he was affiliated with the second one. Beastmaster But two. that's how it got made. They made a third one, too. And Did I, they really? Yeah. The second one was so god-awful. They like, must have oh. made money with the second one, though. They jumped the shark very similar to Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe and Beastmaster 2 are very similar movies in a lot of different ways.
0: I don't think I've seen either.
1: Yeah, it's bad. Stay with Beastmaster. Even Beastmaster, if you didn't grow up with it, might be a hard sell for you. But uh, it, it's definitely got some unique and kind of cool scenes in it. So during the bear scene, that beginning when Darn, is, uh, his father, when he was younger, were having a uh, discussion and the bear came out and grabbed his—it uh, grabbed. It wasn't his father. It grabbed, like, a servant mm-hmm. and, like, pulled him into the fr- uh, friggin' uh, woods. So it's during the bear scene, the bear broke loose and attacked the handler, sending the rest of the crew fleeing into nearby vehicles. That's the problem, man. With $8 million, you would think you'd have a crew that's really, like— with it, but even back then, you don't know what the bear. I mean, how do like. you
0: tell a five hundred pound bear to do what you want? And I know. Expect him sometimes
1: That's not crazy. to. Uh, Tanya Roberts' role as Kiri led to her being cast as Bond girl We mentioned that. The eagle. Oh, this was great. The eagle often refused to fly on crew, so it was dropped from a trap door in a hot air balloon. <laughs> so it had to start flying. You got no choice now, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just r- Dad, or gravity. <laughs> You don't want to fly, I'll show you. <laughs> That's almost mean, uh, but I guess it's not. I guess not. <laughs> it sounds mean. Uh, I'd be worried about him just flying off. Oh, we got through the wow. eagle. So the producer uh like the movie offered Don Cristelli. Yep, that was the Conan Destroy but Gar- uh Coscarelli declare- uh declined because he Disliked the script so much. Interesting. I mean, you you got to be careful about what you take. One of the infamous kind of trivia with Beastmaster is that the black tiger was actually a striped bangle that they just dyed black and not sure they should have... That
0: seems mean, too.
1: Yeah, it was kind of mean. I don't think any of the animals were hurt on this, but they were probably inconvenienced <laughs> quite a bit. I think
0: any movie that use a lot of animals on... You gotta lose some of them. What was that, I'm trying sure. to t- think of? What is it? The I incredible scr- journey, or yeah, something? Yeah, I
1: think it's the incredible journey. I like, always want to say homeward bound, but I don't think no, or unless it's Milo and Otis. It was one Milo of those. Milo and Otis, it's Milo and definitely Otis. one of them. Where they, they lost, they lost bounds. so many animals. And it was bad. Like was probably twenty bad. cats. That at and what stays a heaven was the other one where they lost yeah, horses or something like that's, that. Ooh, I it's mean, bad. well, that HBO show that
0: everybody loved. Which the, one? The track, racetrack one. Oh yeah, yeah. The pure, the luck one. Yeah. That that's they why they killing kinda, horses on during this. Sh- <sighs> they didn't even show racing that much, which was
1: yeah, weird. It, it's crazy that you got to be careful, and that's why they're really strict now, and you don't see it happen much now. And there was probably so many cases of it on indie films back in the day. Like you're gonna tell me that uh, on those Corman films or Canon films, they weren't having. I, why didn't stuff they happen just go they, film
0: regular horse races and use that footage? And
1: that way, they're not blamed. They're just capturing yeah, something that's happening already. It's true. I mean, that would have been the smart way to do it. Nobody calls us for an answer. This was another uh, kind of notorious bit of trivia here. Apparently, the original negative of the film for Beastmaster was lost. It was stored in a private house that was sold, and it's gone. And Coscarelli actually had to go online and ask for help finding the original negative, and I don't think they've found it as of yet, so... I think it's one of those things that it's going to be hard to remaster this movie. I don't think it's available on Blu-ray yet. I think DVD is what you got and what you get. So we'll have to. Someone's going to hit the jackpot. Yeah. Or it's going to like, hey, you know what? I just found in a box of shit. Beastmaster just chilling in here. <laughs> Not Mark Singer. Just the movie. <laughs> uh so the actor who who played John Amos's ward was not allowed to be on set at the same time as the tiger, so they uh sh- a short stunt person and a wig was used every time that was happened has another one uh interesting twenty five ferrets played Kodo and poto and four t- four tigers played uh R H U Rue. that was his uh, that was the tiger's name who knew I know it was Koto and Poto because we were obsessed with those ferrets basically we got ferrets we got later ferrets in life because, because of this, this. Yeah, sure. they were just so cute they certainly don't make noises they don't, like they do in the they movie they don't squeak
0: They had to add those instead are post- of
1: squeaking they stink that I can tell they you they don't stink as bad Ooh, they stink pretty bad dude they're pretty smelly animals yeah I mean I've, I've got cats and you could nuzzle a cat and you, it smells like like newborn baby I mean it, ferrets are like ugh it stink. You could walk in the house and you know there's a ferret in there. But I loved them. They were cute. <clears throat> Not very easily trainable, so I could see why they would need 25. Yeah, like, whatever, this one ain't going to do whatever's it.
0: Whatever food motivated that day.
1: <laughs> and they were the common kind of print of ferrets. We had like albino ones and, and tan ones, so that, that normal print. But we had a couple normal ones. Yep. Uh, so 18-year-old Demi Moore auditioned several times for the part of Kiri. She auditioned several times. She probably got pretty damn close. Uh, The producers fired the original animal trainer in the middle of production. Boom, you know, there's a story there. They're not talking about (laughs) it. Somebody somebody got bit. (laughs) Yep. Coscarelli's original choice for Max was Klaus Kinski, which I thought is interesting as hell. Uh, Max was the Rip Torn character. Klaus Klinski is a creepy, scary motherfucker. I went down a rabbit hole of Klaus Klinski pictures he did a lot of Why vampire movies and stuff he was just a crazy creepy german dude that was in a lot of like german movies what, I know I crossovers. know he, he was in one of the Nosferatu's, not the one that everyone knows about but if you look klaus kinski up you'd probably see him i uh, apparently they couldn't reach an agreement so the producers hired ruptor instead his, loss. his name
0: doesn't get any more German. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> true.
1: Uh, Coscaroli sold off his rights to the story and characters and has no involvement with the sequels. I mean, you're an indie director and they're offering you a big paycheck and you need to make Phantasm 2. That's what you got to do, you know, so whatever. Apparently, there was a deleted sex scene with uh Dar and Kiri. That must have been the the one point where they were like, we'll let you show... Her bathing in the river, but if you're going to show a sex scene, you're definitely going to get a rated R, so they must have cut it. So I wonder if that was available in the original print, because a director's cut with the sex scene? Ooh, that'd be great. I'm telling you, this movie deserves a remastering job, too. It looks really bad. Well,
0: hopefully a good citizen comes forward.
1: I know. All right, so let's go through the movie a little bit. The scene we're actually going to talk about is when uh, they break in and rescue the king and they, they show the guy being turned into one of the guards and everything. But we'll start from the beginning and we'll work up to it. So at the very beginning of the movie we see the stuff with the king. We don't really know how it's gonna be connected with the king later on. But it it's right they off the smuggle bat smuggle a baby right off the uh, bat it was creepy as hell. Well remember it started with that scene of one of the priests killing himself. Yeah. They come into the uh the the king along with one of his men which is john amos come into max who's rip torn's characters kind of main office where he's got a punch of his loyal priest with him and he tells him <clears throat> and rip torn has no problem telling him that you know we're gonna have to sacrifice an unborn child to be able to uh uh this is what we have to do to kind of beat the Huns. And uh, be a this is what the prophecy says is that we're going to have to do it. And he's like, I'm not going to let you kill an unborn child. Uh, <clears throat> and then he, he says, the unborn child is yours. So not only are we going to kill a child, it's going to be your wife's child that she's holding right the now. Royal weird how the to, it is what they were going to do too. And it's weird how they told him this is what's going to happen because they have the prophecy. Yeah, I, That was the problem with the... This was like you said. It was very Dungeons and Dragons, and the Max characters. Not only did he have loyal priest, he had those three witches. That basically the oracles. The, the oracles. They had that ring with the eye in it, which was yep. creepy as hell, man. I always thought that was really creepy that they would put on and they didn't put, it come
0: on. Didn't it open when they were around the fire one night.
1: Yeah, so they they're around like a cauldron, very Shakespearean. Yeah, style. very, very. Uh, yeah, it was very be. Macbeth and the witches type of situation here. So they're looking in the cauldron, and they can see what somebody else is seeing, whoever has the ring on. But the ring will open every once in a while, and you'll see... The thief had it. Yeah, the right. kid wore it for a while. Oh, the kid wore it. Uh, the the ferret stole it, and then when they met the kid and John Amos, they were going through all the stolen shit. And he's like, hey, you like that ring? You can have it. And then every once in a while, we'd see it open up. And then John Amos creepy. figured out what was going on. He mm, actually like poked, went, it. poked it with like a red-hot stick. and Like woman the the witch kind of screamed and everything but so we're we're seeing that confrontation between max and the king at the very beginning of the movie then it goes right into the king asleep and you have one of the witches go into their like room and you remember they poured that, that, that
0: creepy like fluorescent blue, blue liquid, liquid on, on his your... neck
1: and on her neck and they were completely paralyzed yeah and she came in and just looking creepy as hell and she came in with a cow and she kind of puts her hands on the pregnant wife's belly, and you could see the belly going yeah, well, down. That was really creepy. The belly was going down, and the calf's belly was filling up. So, so he was could... transferring the baby to the cow. Cow, and then immediately she went to like the side of the river and slaughtered the cow, and pulled the baby out of the cow, and just by happenstance in the moonlight, she's like yeah. the knife raised above. Yep, and right before she could uh, kill the unborn child, that's where Dar's adopted father uh because really it was the uh dar was the king's son you didn't realize it uh well he never realized it we realized it and the stepfather didn't tell him the kind of what happened behind him so she did the witch was able to brand his palm a hand with the sign of r. with the sign of r yeah <laughs> <laughs> they were
0: like uh, what word would rip Torn say them best. He's yeah. like he looks like a pirate. He probably say "R <laughs> Scully's catch of the day." Yeah, <laughs> that's his best role. That's one of his best roles for <laughs> if sure. If you haven't seen that, we Summer can put Rental. that movie on here.
1: Summer Rental's pretty well known movie though. Uh, I'm not sure if it's it? obscure. Maybe with today's audiences, it might be obscure. But in the 80s, that was a staple for most people. Summer Rental, I loved it. Uh, but. Right before she was going to sacrifice him, his dad just was like, for some reason, walking through the woods. And they came out of the woods and saw it and took... He had like that crazy weapon Almost that was... like a It was type a, of weapon. It was a crawlish kind of boomerang weapon, but it folded and was kind of flexible. And he mm-hmm. threw it and it got her right in the back. And yeah, she screamed. She they sc- had some really cool... Yeah. Really Death cool she sound like, effects and stuff in the movie. And she just like turned to vapor. And just her dust. Ribs. Her clothes just collapse yeah. on the ground. And he took the baby. And then we do a like a time jump to when he's a teenager, <laughs> For like fifteen years. Yeah, he was like fifteen years old, and he's the kid from uh, just one of the guys. And that's when they had that bear scene. And his dad had that not a big scene, but he uh, he has that one on one with him. He says, "Hey, you're not normal, and you you're special. See this mark on your arm." He says that was put there by the gods, and someday you'll find out why you're special. That's just kind of how it is. But they realized when he was like 15 that he could communicate with animals. That was the thing because he was communicating with that bear. The bear he walked up to that bear, and you know what kind of consulting
0: service you could start if you could communicate with animals? Oh Jesus! There would be a backlog of like 600. customers yeah. waiting to tell what what does my dog think of me yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's totally it'll be like dr did a little the, the monkey i had too much to drink i give it up <laughs> <laughs> um so then they do another time jump so it was just short we saw him when he was 15 and they jump and then it's obvious it's right at, uh, at that point with mark singer and it immediately starts with the attack by the uh i think it's the hans or the juns the huns I think it was maybe Probably it was for legal reasons. Well, it Jones. it was the kind of invading army of whatever group was just against the normal people was and like this real pillaging and yeah, because we got the idea. Obviously, it was filmed in like California, but we got the idea that this was. I don't know where'd you get this idea with that this movie took place? It was like an unknown fantasy land, really. Yeah, so, almost but it was like, very almost in mountain. like the
0: universe of where Jason the Argonauts, like that type, of, yeah, not
1: maybe not as Greek, looking. but it had like that look of kind of desolation, like Joshua Tree or any of the uh kind of mountains in California, wherever they filmed it. So the Jungs come in and they slaughter the entire, even his dog, man. He had a beautiful white like German Shepherd, and they slaughter everybody. And uh, he's the only, he gets knocked out uh, during the fight, and then he wakes up, and just his entire village has been slaughtered by this group of people. So Sounds he, like Star Wars. He, uh, he carries them all, and he starts a fire, and uh, he shortly after that, that's when he periodically, for the next like 15 or 20 minutes, gathers his animals up. Yeah. The first one he finds is the eagle. And he they, that eagle vision very Dungeons Dragons like yeah. where you have to build your character, you have to get all your mm. support, you yep. have to follow.
0: It was very. It was cool.
1: It was well done. It's really what you wanted when you had this type of movie. And it, normally it would be him building his crew of people, but before and he does do that. But before they do that, he he builds his crew of yeah. animals. Well, the
0: the tiger thing that was kind of crazy too because. It Someone was, was taunting the animal or going to kill the yeah. animal or something, and he came over and kicked the log in to let the
1: tiger out and the yeah. tiger just yeah, it was in a tiger <laughs> trap, and then yeah, the just, tiger
0: just came out and ate the dude that was there
1: and uh while well, the eagle he got first, he was just communicating with the eagle, and he could see through the eagle's eyes and they do that cool eagle vision in the movie. And a lot of good, like, obviously would be, uh, today they would do it with drones, but back then they did it with planes, which uh, the budget just got up that much more. (laughs) And they got a lot of good aerial shots in this movie for that, and then they put it through that filter that gave it that cool look. So he got the the eagle, he got the tiger, and then we got to see a great Krull-esque quicksand. I mean,
0: you can't do a Dungeons and Dragons movie in the it was a really well
1: done quick scene, uh, scene too. Quick so quicksand scene. scene. Sorry, Mark Singer gets stuck in the quicksand, and as he's going down, you see the ferrets above him, and they're like nibbling. This would never happen. They nibbling through the branch, and the yeah. branch falls, and he's able to grab the branch and pull himself out. But then, then he has
0: to save one of the. Remember
1: how sad we were? We didn't. We didn't yeah. We didn't know whether the one to the Just wait. It's going to get sadder. <laughs> but yeah, one of the Koto or Poto get like. While they were rescuing, they played him. a pretty big role in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Right One of them t- goes even under t- the end of the movie. I, I don't even know if you could do this. It goes under the water and or in the sand, and he pulls it out all nasty, and cleans him up pretty good. You remember that? Oh yeah, but. They were. They became his old thieves. He would like whisper yeah. to them and tell them what he wanted him to steal. That's, and they. Would I wanted go a ferret thief. That's the only reason I got a ferret. I've been whispering that thing for yeah, days. He, he has not shit. I have no nope. twenty dollars from the wallet. Go get it, <laughs> <laughs> you useless fuck. <laughs> so he did use him in a uh, cleverly. He used him to get different things throughout the movie. But one of the uh, the next thing person he meets uh, before he meets up with John Amos is the Kiri character and he just happens to come across her while she's like bathing very kind of seductively Seductively by herself no with with somebody else with another girl it was just them and he whispered to the ferrets to go steal her clothes and then the uh brought the clothes back and then he that's he, a that's a hashtag me too oh movement. for sure if you can't do that nowadays she she gets out of the water and she's covering herself up she grabs her clothes and then the tiger comes in and he like cues the tiger to to yeah, tend to be vicious so and they can save him he, yeah. he's gonna save her and it was like this very funny kind of clever thing and <laughs> he is just going move, go, yeah go, get out of here get out of here
2: <laughs> and he just and the walks really out like a house cat yeah uh <laughs>
1: But she reveals that she's a slave girl and everything, and then she just kind of goes on her own, and we catch up with her later. But Don't they have her family before and that I or after leak. that? Is when he goes to the birds people, which was of. Obvi- when I was little, I remember closing my eyes and you telling me when it ended because I and I would see it every it once it freaked in a while. Me out, it freaked me out. They would
0: literally these bat-like creatures, grotesque creatures like they, human bats. In, they would envelop you. And then digest you.
2: And then they would and open their, their wings, drop and their like, wings, and
0: all the bones would, and, and juice and juice and like green just juice would fall out fall of the She
1: so were like, "Holy
0: crap!" It was like in five seconds, and they, she saw him struggling inside there too. That's a horrible death. So he went into this temple,
1: you know. He went into the temple, and he's and they were going to attack him too. And then the eagle came down and like landed on his shoulder and it, or and right they and had head the, They Worshiped they had, eagles. They worshipped eagles, so they were meteor. Because they look kind of. I mean, they were bird-like creatures. They were definitely bat-like creatures, but they worshipped eagles, so they kind of let him go and like bowed down to him and gave him an, a medallion.
0: I just love the way they gave him to a member. Oh yeah, he the, the lead guy like gets in his face and throws his hand up and what's-his-name takes his sword and puts it right oh. by his face, and then he lets it go, and the, and the medallion the like, slides, slides down right the sword. Down the hilt, I was like, that's pretty cool. And mm-hmm. then we did,
1: we just... <laughs> they probably thought that up on the set. We just, watching the movie for the first time, thought it was just a gift they gave him, but realized it was like a calling card. You ever need our help, give us this back. So at the end, when they needed help, he gave it to the eagle, and the eagle delivered it to the bat people, and the bat people showed up to save the day. At yeah, the end, man. I loved it. Uh, but after that, that's when he, he got in a... Bit of trouble with his uh, with his tiger in the pit, and John Amos shows up, and that's kind of where the crew kind of rounds itself up, and they kind of fill in the gaps. They were like, "Do you know the slave girl? Do you know, uh, and why are you out here?" While well, our king was uh, taken over by the priests and everything, and they blinded him, and he's being held captive, and that's kind of the scene we're going to talk about. He goes into town, but before that, remember he goes into town to kind of assess yeah, the, the situation. He had like a little robe over, like yep. assassin style, and he realizes, "Holy shit, they're having like." Uh, sacrifices at the temple here, and they're sacrificing this like little blonde girl looked just like uh, Gertie. It looked just like Drew Barrymore, but it wasn't. And he's he ended up saving her. He, he the saved, eagle her the saving eagle saved her life. The eagle saved her and dropped her. And then he showed up at that guy's house, and him and his wife were mourning the loss of their uh, their kid. Yeah. And then he like, showed what up. What with a, he put a bag. Like he, 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 he had a, a he bag a or bag something. and just opened the bag, and his daughter was there. And he was like, "Whatever you need, I'll help you with." And he's like, "Hey." I actually do need something. I need. I need to rescue the king, and I need to know all the details to get me into this place. And he had built it, or some weird stuff like that. Yeah, so, so he, he had, was like a stonemason. Yeah, he had knowledge of yeah. it and everything. So just we'll we'll go through briefly. This what This was happened. a good script. It, it was. Clever, I can see man. why he didn't like even though I didn't think I just like the tasks you know once he got in remember he had to walk through that that group of the arms that were coming out of the, uh, yep. the the cells, and they were all spiked like leather spikes from like their shoulder up to their fingertips
0: remember that crazy hard video game
1: Dragon's Lair Dragon's layer. Oh that yeah, was the one that it was, was like a cartoon. Un, like was you, unable to be beaten.
0: Like you jumped across the thing, and then they played a cartoon yeah. of him jumping.
1: I think notoriously, never one got past the third level because it was, they made it so hard. The, that why you make it so hard? That game yeah. could have been. Awesome. It could have been awesome, and it it wasn't, unfortunately. Uh, I still pump money into it. Because maybe they know, ran out of video footage after, like, level three. It must have been expensive. There was no other game that had and that type of graphics. I think that was one of the first. Yeah, it was the first expensive.
0: Maybe 50 cents was But it was the, the first. first expensive one. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. I would never play it. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I can play Galaga 10 times. For and you're never going to get past the yeah
1: Third level is, like, expert. I don't think you get past the first level. You died going over the I, bridge. I <laughs> made it over the bridge once. Out yeah. of all the times I make it. It was a hard game, man. Oh, but anyways... So it reminds me of this movie. It was, it was great when they went in to save the king. And like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about it while it's happening. But we got to see how they made the guard, which was the guards, like these loyal, like, they were crazy. How would you describe those guards? They had, they had head masks on, their eyes glowed, but what they did was they stuck a worm in your ear yeah. that kind of took over your mind and turned you into this, like, mindless slave who was, like, vicious, though. Like, they... It was like winding a psychotic person up and just letting them go. And they would just, they had to kill whatever they came near. So you were like, it, it was a crazy thing that scene done. But when they when they rescued Kiri and they got out, that's when the movie kind of, uh, it, it took a turn. You realized, oh, they're being watched. They f- realized the eye is uh, watching them. So they stabbed the eye. And they realized they have to kind of go one-on-one against against the priests and then after that they're going to kind of take care of the Huns which was the second problem they had one of the saddest moments man was that temple scene you know they set up that temple scene where uh you think Kiri is going to get uh get thrown into the fire because they get captured, recaptured and uh that's the scene where Kodo and Poto uh once uh jumps in right at Rip Torn's neck and takes a huge bite and Riptorn ends up falling in the fire but the uh the ferret falls with yeah. him. They cut to that scene of the other ferret just looking at him yeah. and squeaking. You were like, holy oh, shit. Buddy. No, this is horrible. <laughs> they tried to make up for it. They made up for it at the end because they showed the uh, that the ferret had had babies. And you yeah. saw the little ferrets in the to bag. Baby bag you're like, ah, that's kind of like Turner and Hooch. Yeah, we kill Hooch. But at the end, you get to see that he had babies beforehand. So it's all right. Yeah. Another generation. You are still killing him, though. You still kill him. <laughs> Come on, man. What about the people that turned off the movie right there? <laughs> Uh <clears throat> I love the scene where they have to take the 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 Hans out, you know, and they I always thought it was clever because they had that huge moat that they moved. They just moved the bridge back oh, a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. and they covered the moat with dirt and s- sand and sod and everything, and they didn't realize. Uh, so
0: they ran straight into the moat. They mote. ran
1: straight into the moat, and then <laughs> they set the moat on fire right after that. And it was really cool. You had that great scene where Dar is going one-on-one against that one guy. He had, like, the, he had a helmet that had wings on both sides. Mm-hmm. It was very like, Willow-esque. And at one point, he, he cut one of the wings off, too. It was really cool. But they kind of got surrounded, and that's when the Bat People showed up. You're like, oh, the eagle delivered. He gave that medallion to the eagle. He showed up with the Bat People, and that's when you were like, oh, the Bat People are going to do their shit, man. And they opened their wings, and they just juiced up all these kind of (laughs) Hun warriors, man. It was really, really cool. And it ended the way you want to end, you know? It, it, it ended with the kid, he the, the Beastmaster. They were going to make him the king because he was the rightful king. He the rightful even John kid, Amos said, he really said you're it. the rightful king. He said, nah, let the little kid have it. Let the teenager kid have it. He's, he's more into it. I'm going to be on my own. I wonder if he regretted that later on. Maybe. I mean, it was perfectly set up for a sequel that they You know what did you can do as have. a king? You can tax people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was not explained to him correctly <laughs> <laughs> and, and they pay it <laughs> no you want ads on your podcast here's the reason <laughs> we have no ads people don't worry about it we're not cutting away for anything but this is the free version it, it, they set up number two perfectly and it just it became shit you know Coscarelli didn't come back for it and if Coscarelli had come back for it it, it probably, probably would have been good, good because he was decent as his Singer didn't
0: do a sequel
1: he probably wouldn't do it if Coscarelli would no. Be. That none of them came back for the sequel. It was somebody else, and it was really badly done, and it was uh, it was a time travel. They brought Beastmaster to the city Oh, what? type of thing. Oh. It was goofy. That was one of those things where this is crazy enough, it might work. No, that's why I. I it was the same exact thing as Masters of the Universe. All right, we're going to take the Master Universe guy, and we're going to bring anything? him to New York. Really? Yeah, and Courtney Cox is in New York, and they don't know what these creatures are doing, and where's Skeletor, and you're like, what the fuck is why happening? Why not they
0: just do a regular? Yep, should have been Do done. that one on the fourth
1: one. Yep. Yeah, and even (laughs) then, you can jump the shark on the fourth one. Don't kill it on the second. Second one, you're supposed to take what was already developed and make it better. Make it better. And then the third,
0: you sell the rights off so you don't have to do another one.
1: Yeah, they could have... Beastmaster could have been like a hired hand that came around to different uh, towns to do shit. It would have been great. I mean, they still could do a Beastmaster remake.
0: The the greatest thing about Dungeons & Dragons were all the different new adventures you could go on. One was in like a land where... It was just completely covered with forest. There
1: were so many different kind of stories already written for the Dungeons & Dragons. There's no reason they could not have a kick-ass one done and right people, now. That's one of those or genres. Or series. That's one of those
0: genres, too, that people will watch this genre, Yeah, even if it's not a great movie, They're, because I, there's so many limits to the number of these types of movies yeah, that are out there. I'm
1: pretty sure that I had read that there is a uh, Beastmaster TV show that was shortly done. I had a two-week break maybe
0: four years ago when I was in college getting my MBA. I had a two-week break where I had nothing to do, no school, yeah. no work. So I bought Diablo, the newest one oh, yeah, online. Yeah. On a computer? And cool. played it, yeah, for like eight hours a day for like two weeks. And it was great. Finally, I had to delete it off my computer. It was like, <laughs> I can't have this here It was here like, okay, anymore. I had my
1: fun, so... I have old Nintendo, and I have the uh, the HDMI kind of Nintendo and Super Nintendo classics, and I surprisingly never play them. I never play them. Once a month, I'll get the urge, and I'll I'll put, and it's always the same games. I I literally I have like fifty games. I really need four because I'm always gonna put Zelda, Metroid, Contra in, and that's basically it. Every once in a while, for a ge- for a goof, I'll put in Kung Fu or Wizards and Warriors, but yeah, it's it's you know, it, it's a waste of time. It really is. I'm so glad. That, and I was, you would think the way we grew up, we would be heavy into video games. It's just a time sucker, and that's oh, the best yeah. way to explain it. The, you know, the, older you can, I get, you want to re- lose five hours real quick, play a good video game.
0: I have a real good work life balance right now. Yeah, I don't make nearly as much money as I could make tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah, could yeah. make three times as much yeah, as yeah. I make. But t- you would be a lot more but stressed than you are. I work four hours a day, yeah. m- much like you. Yeah, yeah. But the cool thing is I can do it whenever. Yeah. If I want to work 10 hours in one day and yeah. then not do anything for three days, it's cool. I can do that. So
1: you, you take that small thing. So that's why people are like, why are they so happy? Because they're not stressed out and yeah. ripping our hair out because can of you imagine? work being horrible. I mean, in the, in the way people to do hate it, if, if people are
0: worried about the, the secret, here's the secret. Buy less stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need all the stuff you have. I guarantee you don't.
1: <clears throat> we're big believers in to. Uh, we take vacations for we're, vacations. It's a, we're are experiences way to go. more than my
0: wife stuff. and I don't buy ourselves presents. Yeah, we either take ourselves out to dinner. Yeah, or vacation drinks, or we go on vacation. Those because yeah. it's the experiences that matter. Having a plastic,
1: you know, whatever you're you're talking to a person who's got a room filled with them but still. Yeah. Well, minor investments though. There are um, investments, my, but it
0: also you're also living within your means. My splurges are movies. I'm talking about people that like cuz some of the brokers people I know are people that make like 10 grand a month. Oh yeah, yeah. Cuz they spend 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> how it is.
1: And don't don't set your bar that high. <laughs> that's a public service announcement from all right, now that. this scene we're going to talk about, this is a great scene. It's like 14 minutes long, so it's going to be our big scene that we talk about. And if you're watching along with us, there's probably very different places I think you can find You should be outdoors playing right now if
0: you're watching
1: along Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh I have the the DVD for it, so that's how I'm gonna pull it up. But it's gonna be an hour and ten minutes if you want to follow along with us. And it's gonna be them rescuing the the king and the whole kind of stuff that's involved in that scene with making the one of the creatures. And it's really cool. So we're gonna start the scene right now, at an hour and ten minutes. We'll give you a little commentary on what we see. It's gonna start right off with that creepy eye man, which seems like a difficult effect to do. I was
0: just thinking, what that is.
1: So yeah, I mean, they they basically. Not realizing that there's they a... They could have made an animatronic eye to they move could around. Have. It just looked really good. Hard to believe that these witches are supermodels under that. Not really. I mean, you could tell their bodies look really good, but they have some great makeup. It doesn't even look like makeup. Like, it looks like a mask. So they're approaching the temple kind of hidden in the back of a cart that's filled with hay. And the temple is basically the same mark on his hand. You, <laughs> you know, know what
0: I don't do? I don't put hay in giant bonfires together now he's got two flaming yeah
1: he's got two torches right hanging off of his hay just be prepared to jump out at any time oh, i forgot hot. My, my, he
0: he had to walk half naked this whole day oh maybe. yeah and he was built mark singer I mean, he was worked jacked.
1: out for this movie and so did uh tanya Roberts, i'm sure so they enter this awesome set man such a great set the, the whole ground is sand is covered in stone but they're, they're being kind of led through. It's Kiri, it's Mark Singer, it's his like younger kind of brother here, and it's the tiger. And this is that scene I was talking oh, about. Oh, it's creepy. That the hallway is filled with these open kind of grates, and you could see green eyes kind of poking out in like metal in there, and you didn't know what it was. So he gets in... Edward Scissorhands. I, mean, I mean, these guys have like head-to-toe blades coming out of their arms and spikes, and very vicious... So now they are I don't know how many you would say were in here, but there's a good, like, six or eight of them. They
0: conveniently left a chain hanging over the above it yeah. so you could crawl across S- it.
1: So above. Could you do that? No. Well, if I had to, maybe, but I would have to take my time for sure. And use my feet a lot more than my arms. So he's basically doing like a shoot-to-kill thing, where he is uh, he is on the ceiling, kind of climbing across this horizontal like chain to the other side. Which is cool. That's
0: what you would have to do in like this a Dungeons dragons. Their security game. system.
1: Yeah, and two guys hold, stay back, while he kind of p- pulls the lever down, and these cool shutters just kind of close it off, so somebody can easily kind of cross through. Like you said, it was very Dungeons and Dragons. It's a great task. And that's why I love this and Krull. This and Krull had a very similar kind of style where you don't have spikes coming out of the wall, but you have creatures coming out of the wall and you have to get past them somehow. So now they're just slowly walking. Not a whole lot of security in this place. Well, that was their security. They don't expect people getting past the crazy metal arm people.
0: (laughs) But sir, why put the chain above? That gives them one more option. Nah, you gotta have a chain. This
1: scene also creeped me out. Because I could just imagine it happening to me. So they, there's a hole in the ground, and they look th- into the hole. They come past several holes and they watch in the ground, the... and they watch one of these yeah. creatures being made. So, so a pri- like this, these two priests are holding this guy down on a table. He's already got the spikes on his leg. He's got like the cod piece around his crotch. His arms are done, but they haven't like taken his body over yet. So they're gonna put worms in his ear. They also realize they need a key down there. So why don't you tell us how they get in that key, man? They got they're putting setting up like a zip a reverse zip line with a ferret attached <laughs> yeah. to the other end of it. They're gonna take a gentle loop and put a gentle uh, loop. A gentle loop around the ferret. That's probably why the guy armpits. got fired. He
0: probably made the loops too tight. This a little a, ferret
1: arm got chaffed. This is a feather arm a ferret <laughs> armpit. <laughs>
0: she knew the she did we, she sneak away from him? Yeah, she
1: snuck away from from Dar. She kinda knows what the hell is going on here and she pushed like a hidden door and she's going to go see her dad because her dad's the king also <laughs> this guy's like
0: why is there ferrets
1: coming down on me yeah, i know i'm not gonna say anything oh uh, so they put a tube in his ear and they drop this These crazy neon leeches almost neon leech and once it goes in his ear he what just an easy like, effect he starts too. having convulsions easy effect they're slowly that's lowering cute. the ferrets down. If they had a cute cam. It would be dangly ferrets. So they stick this guy's head and like encased in this like crazy kind of helmet. They don't secure him down though, don't they? Doesn't he go all? Uh... Yeah, he goes all crazy here. Well, they <laughs> the one of the um... priests become face to face with the ferrets, and the ferrets grab the key, and this monster they just basically created. Gets off the table. And, and he cuts the line on the ferrets. Yep. Yeah, ferrets are loose with the keys running down the hallway now. Task number three coming up. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, these creatures can't even be controlled in any way, I think. <laughs> I think the, all they do is kill. So they see the ferrets, and, man, he is ripping doors down. But it's crazy. That the eyes kind of take over, and you could tell that whatever these fluorescent leeches are just... She was pretty cute. T- it's like, how'd you get all... Dressed up and what Vamped the hell? up? <laughs> so Kiri shows up out of her hidden tunnel and says, hey, let's follow her. So her and the little kid just now Kiri's in charge. I mean, she's been in this temple several times, and they know it, so it, it makes sense that they'd be following her. But they ultimately need to meet up with those ferrets because they have the keys that they need, but the ferrets are kind of on the run from the, the crazy creatures. they got to kill a crazy creature. Oh, awesome tunnels, kind of lit by torches. Really great kind of this lighting This definitely seems like a set that they... No, it was a gift that they got that guy who did all the... Uh, shit, I still can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> the guy who did The Shining. I'm going to be pissed later on. One of my favorite uh, directors, too. Apparently not. I swear he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is good, man. They're completely going down the hallway, not realizing that there's, there's priests everywhere. And this one's got They're a knife. just as psychotic as the, the kind of...
0: Yeah, but they they will they enjoy being psychotic. The other ones can't help themselves. Watch out.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Tiger. Didn't Tiger even know he was Tiger's there, th- did you? Day again. Stanley Kubrick. I had to look it up. Sorry. <laughs> it Sorry, Stanley. <laughs> I own every single one of your movies. And I can't remember your name. Yeah, I wonder how many of the tunnels they reused because it would be hard to tell. Oh, they finally came into the one of the big rooms. And where the king is. Where the king is, being. and he's just kind of solemn, and he, he looks like a hobo. You know, he's got dirty bandages. Very kind of Monte Cristo. Yeah, dirty bandages over the eye, hair has grown long. Definitely not the kind of robust king we saw at the beginning of the movie. And they have a great scene here, not realizing, hey, this is your son that was ripped from the belly of that calf kind of come back to save your life it's really kind of very poetic kind of thing that's happening here and he doesn't find out till later yeah great scene they show up uh, there uh, they come his, yeah we cut to the ferrets still running down the hallway doing their thing man that's really exciting i wonder
0: how they got him to run with those keys in their mouth i know man don't...
1: uh working with animals are one thing but working with ferrets i mean how who trains ferrets i mean i guess they're trainable uh anything is trainable if you got a treat on the other end but that means sometimes you're starving uh, pirates, Oh, man. See, look what they did with that woman's mouth. It's just like the a witch's mouth. Almost. It is a mask, but it's really well done. So, yeah. So they're locked in the room by Rip Torn and one of the crazy witches. Oop! Oh, but they have a black tiger. Oh, this was a great. She's scene. like floating. The above. witches were capable of a lot more than we realized. And then they kind of show it. So the witches, we got to see, which is also very Dungeons and Dragons. She's like throwing things in the air to kind of stop him, and she's floating in the air. Oh, man. Rip Torn will will cut a bitch, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Rip Torn's grabbed the little teenager and is threatening to kill him while the witch is like literally crawling on the ceiling. Tiger can't get in the room
0: yet. He would have the oh, the tiger would have
1: ended this, man. It was really good. But, yeah, so Dar is, like, blind at this point, just blindly swinging She threw, like, a
0: flashbang in his face. Yeah. And now she's, like, doing this cool effect oh, where she's, like, slithering. What was oh, she's too. looking through the tigers.
1: No, that was Dar. Dar's seeing through the tiger to, yes, I said. to see where he is, to, to see where the witch is on the ceiling. And then he just stabs upwards, man. And, oh, awesome. Yeah, they really did that noise for the witches really well. She did that bracelet thing. Pretty yeah, cool. Carrie had uh, a bracelet on her wrist that she kind of whipped at Riptorn. Riptorn's got like a secret kind of uh, uh, room that he dives into here to escape from the uh, from the tiger. Well, he lost a witch. Yep. So, Riptorn escapes for now. You Can't have him get killed. In the Apparently, person. the the vision loss is only temporary. Very <laughs> Mark temporary. Singer has got his eyes back. And they're kind of just having a one-on-one with the king now. The tiger looks good, man. I mean, I I feel bad they had to die this poor bastard because it's just a Bengal tiger. Oh, cut back to our buddies Kodo <laughs> and Poto. This thing really was to kill. They him. had like some some really kind of likable music too when they when they showed up. So it was it it kind of was they a little bit a easing lot. for kids watching the movie. They're scaring the crap out of these ferrets. Oh yeah, man. So, the ferrets are now in like a tunnel system <laughs> that's got holes in it that they just briefly um, stick their heads out every once in a while while this crazy maniac. They creature. probably had just a ferret day, like a whole day. Oh, man. And just this crazy creature can just run through like doors, Cardboard man. walls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to ruin the mystique? <laughs> <laughs> Styrofoam walls. <laughs> Hollywood oh, is this fake. room, man, is awesome. So they realize that this is their only way to escape to the outside is there's kind of a water reservoir system in the basement here. But it's it's got like an Indiana Jones skull that's like in the center of the room. And the kid has to do this kind of faucet like it's a huge like faucet thing, which raises the skull out of kind of the hole that it was dug in. Really cool looking, man. I would have loved to have seen these sets on person, man. To be on the set must have been cool. It's all lit by fire, so you, you've got that as your kind of, your focus lights, and he's obviously he's got lights in the room too, but... I bet Mark I mean, Singer was pretty happy because I'll tell you it probably what, was hot as balls If in I'm a room. cinematographer and you tell him you're going to light half the room with fire, I'm
0: yeah. happy cinematographer because that can get oh, yeah, anything yeah, yeah. good.
1: Yeah, yeah, All you got to find is w- where is my source that the audience is going to think yeah. this is coming from, and then you just kind of exaggerate it. But... They're all basically half naked. I mean, even the the kid and the king, and they're probably thankful. It's probably hot as hell. We we could tell you. We've been on movie sets before, and with all those lightings, I mean, we were using bad lights too. But it gets hot on those sets, big hot. time. You're gonna then you got to worry about actors sweating Nowadays, their makeup off. Nowadays we and would
0: and do shit. everything with uh, LED <laughs> panels.
1: Yeah, 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 and they don't put off any heat at all. No, so. So Dar lets the king, the kid, and Kiri escape, and he kind of waits behind because he's he's waiting for Koto and Poto to show up. Now you've got the evil... I mean, the priests are almost as psychotic as everybody else. They certainly you know? aren't
0: afraid of death.
1: They got knives. They got those crazy kind of things around their neck that they can throw at people. Yep. Now he realizes, I got to do something in this room oh, because I'm like, kind of oh, trapped. kid turn that thing? Yeah, I know. What the hell? The kid can turn the faucet, but you can't? So he knocks the faucet, and then he's going to flood the hell out of this room, too. He just takes this killer sword out. What a talk about an awesome sword, too, man. It's almost like a samurai sword. It really is kind of a really badass samurai sword. Which was kind of cool because the ones that Conan have, they all just look clumpy and like King Arthur big types. Yeah, of I mean, he has to use like two hands to use that sword, Conan. Uh, even Arnold can do it with one, but. So. Koto and poto like run word. out of the under the feet of the priests, and the p- priests are like slaughtered by that creature in the his suit and retrieves the keys <laughs> and the he, ferret just shakes him off he's a little late he doesn't really need the keys anymore because they have this kind of other exit to get out, but he puts the ferrets in his pouch as a kid. I was like, the ferrets are safe that's all that matters to me, yeah, Kiri comes back and is. Come to get Dar. They obviously have all gotten b- down to the ground. Why don't you just take a minute and, and kill that thing, so they don't have to keep? Yeah, they're making him up like he is. He is insane. He, he could have easily killed him. He's got no armor on his chest. Yeah, <laughs> I guess Dar. Like swords six foot long. <laughs> Dar shows us that even heroes run at some point. Yeah. You know? I mean, always have rope. You should always, always have, have rope. rope. That's what we. If we learned anything from Boondock Saints, is have rope. So Kiri goes down first, and at the bottom of the rope is the cart with hay, and you got that kind of peasant. Yeah, guy but that's here kind comes a guy with a bunch of knives on his hands. <laughs> the peasant guy's got it easy; he's just got to sneak him in and sneak him out, basically. I oh, mean,
0: hold on, ferret! Oh, ferrets are a coming ferret got loose,
1: loose out of the of
0: clinging. They're now they're doing some. Sp- it's a cool, like
1: spelunking. like cliff side of a cliff too. Yeah, you guys had no chance whatsoever because these guys got this guy has razor sharp hands and it's like the thinnest rope in the world oh but somebody has an eagle on his that's a big eagle too i thought it was like a hawk that thing's like an eagle it's like a black eagle almost looks like a vulture and they he he does that crazy noise and that eagle comes and knocks that motherfucker down man some stunt guy took a Took he took curl. three different ones, it looked like. Yeah. They just P- cut together <laughs> Yeah, and made it look longer. But that was not a dummy. They had a stunt guy do a bunch of this stuff. The stunts were pretty big in this movie, I would imagine. I mean, that's where their money went, stunts and kind of cool makeup effects. Highly, so, unlike, yeah. highly unlikely. Oh, yeah. So they fell from
0: the 60 feet, 60 feet. into the cart of nice soft hay.
1: Still got those torches burning. And they're almost out. So now they have to go through this small area town to... Kind of the uh, the gate, and the gate is kind of a whole another task in itself. Like before, this whole set was just lit with torches and stuff. I remember being really excited when Dean Cundy did that on Escape from New York, where he he put all the different fires in New York. When Jack, uh, I have said Jack Burton, when Kurt Russell got there, Snake Plissken, and you could see all the fires. That's one of my more memorable. Scenes lit by torches, but man, this whole movie at nighttime was done really well. So Dar calls the eagle down and take my ferret
2: on a joyride. <laughs> yeah,
1: ties the ferret to a small little string and ties that string to the uh, to the eagle, and and brings him up to the top of the gate. And there kind of his concept was gonna the ferrets knock are going to gnaw through. Knock through. It's like the thickest rope would have taken them. You know that rope that years? in the gym that you do. Yeah, You know, that they tie to the wall, and it's a really crazy workout. It's like that thick. Like 200 years, they might get through it. (sighs) What is it? Like three inches in diameter thick, maybe? and this guy's going to... I I love that this was (laughs) creepy. This guy, like, he he kind of stretched out the ferret like he was going to kill them by cutting them in half. Oh, Chinese star. Yeah, she had this crazy Chinese star. Oh, man. If he was scared of one of those crazy creatures with the green eyes, here come three of them, like... (laughs) I, I wonder if Dara has come in contact with him before because he doesn't even think about it. I You never okay, notice yeah, no, the no. guy on the <clears throat> horse behind those crazy creatures that's like yeah, whipping them. pretty him. sadistic. Oh, he was going to cut this ferret in half. But <laughs> before you could do it, his brother went bites up his crotch in. and bites him in the nuts. Oh. And then he cuts the rope. And then he cuts the rope and by accident. And oh man, how beautiful. You guys were in... If that didn't happen, you guys were in a shitload of trouble because yeah, those ferrets true. weren't going to... To complete this task for you so they get right through the gate and right when they get through the gate oh man Ooh. oh that was always a great scene so the gate has spikes on the bottom and, and it, it
0: got all four of the features oh,
1: really great and the ferrets jump into the hay and oh that was very indiana jones it was it was great man and that was like a mid movie scene too you know and it was exciting as shit and it, it just had like four or I'm five i'm surprised of this movie didn't
0: make more money you know, so they, I
1: know man if it wasn't for HBO, no one would know about this movie. yeah at all. I mean HBO was very I mean that low. was
0: just box office gross, so who knows how much money for this a movie, while there,
2: this movie might have made a bunch of money. Oh, uh,
1: well, it became a cult favorite after the fact. they never mentioned the fact of how much video cassette did for these movies because people rented these. it was on HBO. HBO and TBS made this movie kind of a cult favorite easily. It was almost laughable at a time on HBO. You're like, "Oh, Beastmasters on again." They played it a lot for years, for like five or six years. It was Beastmasters on, Beastmasters on. Never had a problem with it. It was always like, "What scene are you going to catch today?" Because yeah, but we had it on video and we would play the whole thing straight through. But and I appreciated it more. And I more never when got I sick got of older. this movie. I never got sick of. There's some movies I just never get sick. Yeah, of. Robocop. I could watch Robocop all day long, every day. I, I can I love Robocop and that was also an hbo movie that we just watched all the time. We had that more on video actually. I can watch that the time. um was it kevin
0: costner ones? No, Harrison
1: Ford the Jack Ryan ones. Oh, the uh yeah, the uh the Clancy ones you can watch yeah, those. Yeah, I all can the watch time. those all the time. Yeah, those are great. I just rewatched was the one I just said, uh, Tremors, and I mean, Fugitive. I just watched Trem- Maybe Tremors it's just the other the, the, the day. actors that I like. It's great. I I got uh that 4k tv. And I've been trying out different 4K movies, and so far, I, I mean, I in the new ones should look great. Like mm-hmm. I got Black Widow and the Spider Man, and, and they obviously look good. But I'm I'm impressed when it's an 80s or a 70s movie. I got Psycho the other day, so you got like black and white 4K, and it just its, it's gorgeous. You're like, holy crap! But two of the best, Karate Kid and First Blood, look so good on mm. 4K discs. Yeah, if you don't have a, if you have a 4K TV, which is most TVs now. You're not really getting the full effect with 4K because you need that 4K Blu ray player and the 4K. So, watching a movie
0: on my $300 HP laptop, it's not the same experience.
1: Probably not. You're probably seeing (laughs) a little bit of. uh, Last time I
0: watched it on my iPhone, (laughs) little six inch screen. (laughs) I'm not getting the the full cinematic. No, I don't think you are.
1: Oh, uh, so that's Beastmaster, man. If you haven't seen Beastmaster, you should definitely check it out. We've had the same TV for a decade, and it's still nice. Yeah, I we kept ours for about seven, eight years. It's weird. But I I don't regret getting the new one. Uh, yeah, I, I it's I was one of those things either. where you get it, and then you're like, man, I should have got this three years ago. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But I'm excited with it. But yeah, that's Beastmaster. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. We've got some good obscure movies coming up. Me and Justin are going to do uh, Maxim Overdrive next. Me and Dave are gonna probably do Deal of the Century, which we uh, we both love that movie, and that's a movie no one has seen. I never found ironic anyone. text
0: I sent you. Yeah, yeah, yeah isn't yeah. that the craziest thing you've ever seen? Yeah, yeah, it
1: is very crazy. The I I just love that movie, and I'd love to introduce people to it. It's one of the most more obscure Chevy Chase movies. Yeah, and if you no one has heard about, and, and it it's wasn't, not directly comedy; it's comedy, yeah. but it's not really. He it
0: he did a lot of acting in this, although he punctuated. Yeah, his, He was a smartass like,
1: the whole time. It was kind of on a level like Fletch had it serious moments yeah. in it, mm-hmm. but this was even a little bit more serious yep. than that. But he still had his Chevy Chase one-liners yeah. that were funny, and he did narration on it. And it was great. He's kind of a jackass nowadays. Yeah, he is a jackass nowadays, but I mean, I mean whatever. he's I just still have kind of that thing. He's still likable and everything. Like, and, I want him to be cool, cool like Bill Murray. He's a jackass, but he's not an asshole, I think, is what it is. It's exactly. not the difference. Right. Yeah, one of them's like malicious. Like you don't even want to be around that guy. I think people are just—he's just difficult to work with. I think. I think if you just caught him on a normal day and he's not in that mindset, I think he's gotten a little bit better. But because it kind of was pointed out to him by everybody, I think that whole incident he had with community and all the it still activity, seems like he's
0: pretty unrepentant.
1: Yeah, to... I see him every once in a while on Twitter, and he'll he'll just tweet normal stuff like uh, a, a Griswold like. Uh, thing he'll he'll show or something but eh, I love the guy did we grew up with did you see that uh, uh,
0: Molly Ringwald's mom forgot her birthday
1: Ah, that's funny. And she that's put hilarious. it up on Twitter. No, like, I got to check it. That out. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I heard, you know, who died that I don't think got out in the news el- en- enough was uh, Frank Pesh died. I heard that. Yeah, Frank Pesh, the star of 29th Street and had an yep. incredible, crazy life. That he got you- stabbed. Yep. That's probably
0: how he died. Oh, man. Long-term infection.
1: <laughs> it's crazy, man. The, uh uh, the life he had. So I was sad to see him go. But so yeah, we got like, some some exciting stuff coming up in the future. If you wanna get a hold of us, you can always shoot us an email, fastnavefilms at gmail.com. You could leave us a like or comment on our two platforms, which is SoundCloud and iTunes. Or you could just visit our Facebook page where you can see all our cool collages that we do every week about these movies where we're gonna talk about. And like I said, we got some exciting ones coming up. Uh Maximova Drive, Deal the Century. I know me and Justin got a. Uh, uh, legend of billy jean plan for a little bit in the future uh there's plenty that we have on board so uh let us know what your favorite obscure kind of 80s or 90s or even 70s movies are man because we'd love to talk about them we'd love to tell you what we think about them and uh yeah it'd be exciting so till next week see ya bye the unborn child is yours